0: and welcome to episode 12 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's uh, Chris here and uh, this week we've got a special guest with us, Adam. Hello. Uh, Adam is filling in for Rich this week as Rich is away. Um, Adam, uh, I don't know if you just want to say a bit about yourself. Uh,
1: um, yeah, sort of, um, Adam, I've um, sort of been listening to the podcast um, since um, day well, uh, the first episode. I'm sort of a uh, the fan and sort of do
0: follow Arsenal a bit as well. But I would say it's up like more of the overall fan. When so, they're winning, when Arsenal when, winning. <laughs> yeah, when that's, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so like I said, uh, Adam's filling in this week. Um, so we are very thankful for that, Adam. Um, so uh, what's happening this week? Uh, so we've got all the, the usual features. So we've got the weekly teaser uh, we've got the weekend review of the Premier League games and then also into the EFL leagues. Special topic this week as Adam's with us. Um, we are going to talk about the highs and lows of Yeovil since they entered the Football League. Um, I'm sure Adam's probably got quite a few stories. Um,
1: oh yes, yeah, quite a few lows.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, A, a, a few yeah. highs and, and probably quite a few lows, but um, there are there are quite a few highs. Uh, we will touch on predictions uh, for a tad and then we'll also, um, at the end, just go through what's happening next week. So we'll go straight into this week's teaser. Uh, so, Adam, are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. So, Adam, your teaser this week is who was the only Englishman to play in the Champions League final in the year 2000? Oh, so I will, I will give you a clue. Uh, it was The final was between Real Madrid and Valencia, and the person you were looking for played for Real Madrid. Okay. So uh, it's back in 2000, so it's quite... So, you know, talking been 18 years ago. Um, but you never know. You have, a, have a think and... Uh,
1: I've got... I think I've got two of mine. I can I have
0: um, two in mind. Don't don't get it right, please do not get it right first time because it will make me look bad and <laughs> it will make it look bad, bad as well. <laughs> um, um, so uh, we will now move into the weekend review of the Premier League games. Um, so first up uh, on Saturday was the Bournemouth Manchester United game, um, and. The the thing I took from it was that I thought that the the game was ve- a very even game. Um, I thought both sides had good chances, um, and I think you you know United did well to get back into it, and that's a couple of wins now they've 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 come out with the last few weeks. Um, oh, definitely,
1: I think sort of I think Bournemouth were I think like lucky even potentially not into win win that I think their first half performance was very much a case okay they, they they needed that second goal and that might have been alright but winning one 0 against United, you know they're gonna come back at you and obviously they, and they did and then they went on to score the second but I think a draw, yeah, probably sort of draw is probably being fair, but obviously United do what they're special at sometimes is scoring late last minute kick, really.
0: Yeah, I th- I thought you know I, he, he obviously he didn't start with Rashford. He started with Sanchez instead, and obviously Lukaku didn't travel. You know, when, when I first looked at the team sheet, I did think oh, they are a bit light up front. Um, but obviously, Martial has been their key player I think this season, and uh, he had another good game, um, which is, is really surprising because I think he's obviously taken on board what Mourinho has said to him, and and obviously turned into, into a positive. But, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah,
1: that, that's some um, four, um, fourth consecutive game he's scored now, Marshall. So it shows he's sort of starting to put the put the ball back in the net. So yeah. it puts a bit of pressure off Lukaku.
0: Yeah, and, and although Bournemouth week. Bournemouth lost, I, I would still say that they they did play well, and I I do like how Bournemouth are playing at the moment. You, when you watch their games, you can you can tell that they are playing all as a team and they all fight together, which is quite nice to see.
1: Oh definitely, they haven't changed it doesn't change much Eddie how he keeps it very similar, very similar squad, he doesn't buy many players. The only person he's really bought this season was Brooks, which I thought had a brilliant game. Obviously the young lad coming from um, from Sheffield United, obviously sort of he had no fear and he was driving at the Man United defence with no sort of he was happy to do that, which obviously I think is he's probably the one to watch for the future obviously sort of in the future
0: games I think he'll grow more and more I think, yeah before. definitely I'd say he's de- like you said he's definitely one for the future I and mean, pro- he'll probably be a good investment for Bournemouth because he-, he does look like that he'll probably make something of himself you know in the next few years or so so I think yeah, they yeah. might have you know they might be able to cash in on him as well not saying that they have to but you know you know, Bob, I, I think they've done pretty well where they are this season so oh, they've yeah, probably got no yeah, need yeah. to sell. So.
1: There's no pressure on them. And I think one also. Um, it's good to see how well Wilson for Bournemouth does because he's obviously had a few bad injuries in recent seasons. He hasn't got going. Obviously, even obviously watching the game, obviously they're commentating, then could he be a potential England inclusion? Could he come into England squad? And I think he scored six. I think he has six goals so far this season. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah so I, I think so. It's sort of, yeah, potential.
0: Definitely, I think I think he is. Pro- he probably will get an England chance at, at some time, especially if he keeps scoring goals as well. So yeah, uh, it, yeah. a good win for United, I suppose. But I thought it was a pretty even game. But we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on to the the, the Cardiff Leicester game. Obviously, uh, a very obviously highly emotional day, obviously for the Leicester players and fans. Oh, um, I think it was always going to be a tough game for the players, but I think you could you. You saw on the pitch that they they wanted to win it. Um, obviously, for, for their, um, their their chairman. So, yeah, I, you know, Car- Cardiff again. They they didn't have a bad. I wouldn't say Cardiff had a bad game. Um, I just I no, just no, think no, because no. of the um, the emotional aspect of the game. I don't I don't think Leicester were probably all at a hundred percent. But no,
1: you can, um, you can see that in them. Obviously, you can see sort of motion the motion was getting better than I mean, even Michael said in the interview afterwards that the first ten minutes he, he, he could he was shaking. It was a bit sort of like he was a bit like he couldn't sort of get hide his emotions. But I think they it is I think even sort of most neutrals would have been happy obviously sort of Leicester winning and and the player who scored was part of the title winning squad as well. So that was sort of another little little sort of uh, yeah. I have, so. yeah
0: definitely um one one other incident in the game was uh, the handball by Bamba. Bamba yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think if the referee, we're uh, going into a V I V A R discussion here, but I think if he's got that to hand, I think it's a penalty, and he's probably going to be sent off for that as well. So. I thought he can cool. count. He put,
1: his, he put his hands in front. He literally went for the ball, and obviously, sort of, it was a good save. He put it, it was a good one save. One.
0: Yeah, I was about to say oh, yeah. He, yeah. he turned into a world class keeper for for two yeah. seconds there. But um, to be honest with you, it didn't, it didn't affect the score. You know the no. uh, the end of it, and to be fair, you know, I I don't think it would have mattered anyway. But a, a, a good a good three points for Leicester, and obviously, I I was quite glad that they won that, and I think yeah, probably. Every fan w- w- was rooting firm, Obviously, not the Cardiff fans, but you know. No. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll go on to the Everton Brighton game. Um, this one, it was a good counter attack for for the first goal for for Richarlison. Um, he for me, Richarlison, he's one of those players. He's he's like an on and off player. He'll have he'll have one good game, and then you won't really hear from him in the next sort of like two, three games and then he'll pop up with, with the occasional goal. Um, and again, a, a great finish from Seamus Coleman uh, for his goal. A lovely, yeah, low-driven yeah, yeah, shot.
1: Good, good finish. Yeah. And, uh, but if, if Rick Charleston is obviously six sixth goal a season. And I think last season for Watford he only scored five. So it's sort of he looks like he's having a better season under Everton, obviously. But Everton's first goal, the counter-attack, was sort of what it really impressed me. I think the way they moved so fast, got down the line, and it was actually sort of Richarlison's finish. Yeah. He it had, was, it, had it the first time, and back in the net, I thought it was a, a really good team effort.
0: It was surprising to see Brighton be broken down quite easily for the goals. Um, obviously, after keeping yes. on three consecutive clean sheets. Um so yeah, I, I to be honest, I thought I thought it was going to be a draw and I was quite surprised by Everton. Um and they have surprised yeah. me actually with a few games this season I've seen them play, but um I think they'll be very happy with the three points and I think Yeah, I think okay. we would,
1: yeah. I think sort of broad, just made too many mistakes. Oh I mean, that's, the, that's the, the, the not what we're used to the last obviously as used to the last a um, few games they've been quite clean sheets quite professional at the back and obviously got the obviously shown Duff in the back so it's, sort of, it's a he's it's sort of a person that is sort of great to see there uh, uh, from your the perspective but um, it's sort of i think made too many mistakes and obviously looking at the stats for the game Everton had 14 shots to Brighton's five so probably 3-1 is quite Yeah,
0: well I think the last you know, they've won their last three games and 1-0 um, three times in a row but they haven't had a huge amount of shots on, on target so you know going forward I, I you know is having a great season but I think they they will need someone else as, as well to start scoring yes. goals for them um, oh definitely because
1: it's too much to, like if he got injured who,
0: who's an expert who's going to score for them that's their I, issue I couldn't even name that a player that will stop no, enough. scoring. To be honest, I think they'd have to look for their, to their defense. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, but we'll we'll move on to the the Newcastle Watford game now. Obviously, Newcastle finally registering a win, uh, yes, first win of the, the season. Of season yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, Newcastle fans will be I think will be very happy with that. Um, but one one stat that's really really surprised me this whole game was that Watford only had one shot on target. So t- to it's, me that's that's crazy. Do, you, you think the way that Watford have been playing, like this, the start of the season, they've had a really good start to the season, for them to only have one shot on target, it was quite odd.
1: But that's off target. So yeah, they, they had a lot of um, shots off target. When you're watching the game, obviously watching it, you could, the matter of chance that they went, it was, probably they should have scored quite a few goals past Newcastle on another day, but they just couldn't hit the target. And Newcastle, well, they needed that desperately. I think sort of looking at the table, obviously you can first win the season and eleven games in, obviously sort of it's um, something they vital needed. But a lot of people probably would have banked Watford to win that, obviously going by what how they started. So yeah. it's maybe, maybe one of them. <laughs>
0: I uh, I thought they were going to win that one, to be honest. But uh, the, it pushed Newcastle out the bottom three. So you know, I just I just you know, is it is it going to be one of those wins that, where they win today and then the next four or five games they don't win again? I I, I really don't know They're A really hard team to call results for. Yes, definitely.
1: Uh, and you the know, manager like Benitez is probably sort of.
0: One of the managers, I don't expect his, his team to be down there. That's to, no, no, he's up. One, On paper as well, he's probably one of the best managers in the league as well. And I, I'm so shocked that he's still that that he stayed there, you know.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. He's obviously there's something there keeping him in there, and obviously maybe he wants the challenge too. But
0: yeah, so yeah, I don't it know, shows, yeah, it shows good character. But I, I have to say, if they do go down, I don't think he'll stay. I think, no, I think no, he will no. go.
1: It's too good to go no. down. He obviously, he was, uh, most
0: clubs would be happy to have him in his squad, obviously, his team. So yeah, yeah. Well, he, he did. To be honest he did well when he was at Chelsea. He just, I did. I just don't think the fans got completely behind him. Obviously, he won the Europa League. So you know, but yeah, you know, we'll have to see what happens in the next few weeks. Yes,
1: definitely. Yes.
0: But uh, so the West Ham Burnley game, sir. One for the neutral. So that was, that was a good cups. watch. That was sort of I
1: thought <laughs> yeah. that had everything
0: in that. It was it was a really good game. Um, Burnley have now conceded thirteen goals in their last three games, which, which is worrying. Is yeah. very wor- from a, if you were a Burnley fan, I think you'd be very worried by that stat. But West Ham, they they pretty much dominated the game to be honest with you, but. It was defensive mistakes for Burnley that that, that cost them the the, the goals in this game. As far as Burnley,
1: I think it's sort of going from Burnley last season, when they were a a rock at the (coughs) back, they obviously didn't have many goals in, and this season, they just, they they look a completely different squad at the back, they look completely different, and it's just, West Ham just sort of opened them apart, and I think the person that impressed me the most, which has impressed me quite a bit so far West Ham, is Anderson. Yeah. I think he's he was sort of like um, really sort of he yeah, had one of those games that obviously sort of everything he touched was going to go in or sort of his assists and his ball his passing was on point everything was on point and I think this Burnley, but Burnley themselves yeah just too many mistakes for me obviously the whole game.
0: Yeah. I I think for West Ham now it's key that they keep Arnautovic and, and Anderson fit and, yeah, and do not pick up injuries because they are I think the two key players in that squad that I think if they lose one of them, they might be okay. But if they lose both, I think they will they will probably struggle. But I like you said, I just can't... I cannot see why Burnley... They, they haven't really changed their squad too much. So I don't really understand why they're playing so badly at the moment. The only thing I can think of is... I know they, they got knocked out of it at the start of the season, but maybe, you know... The Europa League has had quite a big effect on them, and you know, they've, they've just not recovered from it. I, I, I really don't know, but because there's no reason no, for them to be conceding this many goals. But, you know, Joe Hart, for the first sort of eight games of the season, he was, you know, he was definitely up there with making some really good saves and probably one of the better keepers in the league at the time. But yeah. you know, I to be honest with you, I don't think. He can. I, I think it's more the defence in front of him. I think that, that that are shipping the goals in rather than him not making the saves.
1: Oh, definitely. Because that's, uh, they've conceded 25 goals now in the first 11 games, apparently. And uh, it is sort of, and how tight the bottom, the bottom sort of five, six positions. Yeah. Are, if they carry on with <clears> that, obviously it's probably one way they're going to go is down because he can't keep conceding that many goals.
0: Yeah. In, Where only Fulham have conceded more goals this season in the Premier League. So, yeah. Yeah, again, it's, it's another one of those where West Ham seem to win then lose, win then lose, win then lose. But I suppose, you know, if you win half your games in the season, you're more than likely going to stay up. So, yeah,
1: exactly. <clears throat> I'm sure West Ham I'm sure there's a bit more ambition for West Ham to finish, like, sort of high. You've been what, Froden? Uh, Walls and Brighton above them, Bournemouth above them. I'm sure the West Ham fans are thinking, "Why are we not there for? Yeah, sort of why
0: we not?" So, I so think there. it's just because they they had a, a poor start as well as the season, didn't they? So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're they're just recovering from that. But I I think they'll be safe. I don't I don't think there's any worries. I don't nah, think they I think have got. They've got, got, so they're now they've a got the squad. And nah, they're,
1: they're too good to go down. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So. Uh, moving on to the Arsenal Liverpool game, which was probably the oldest, probably the game of the weekend, but probably didn't live up to that as much. But as no. a as a Arsenal fan, Adam, what did you think of their performance?
1: I think it was a it was a good game. I think both sides uh, were. It was an even game. The stats said an even game. It was sort of uh, the, the difference. Obviously, Arsenal from years like sort of last couple of seasons this season, is the the belief I think I think Emery's sort of really got them a sort of uh, a side that I've come back at you and don't stop and I think got Lacassette is obviously and the Bangyang, I think sort of I think Lacassette's goal is sort of his composure to sort of go back back from goal, turn score. I think sort of like I think there's a lot of confidence in Arsenal at the moment and that was obviously since the first two games of the season, when they lost against Chelsea and Man City, they've gone on an a, obviously exceptional run. they a lot of games, but people said they haven't played a, a big t- a big side since. But I, th- I think they do well against Liverpool. I mean, sort of. I think with Ars- the difference between and Arsenal and Liverpool is Liverpool got um, Van Dyke in the back, which I think what Arsenal would need. So sort of, <coughs> like Arsenal race subject at the back the race sort of. It's, they're always a
0: bit worried about us. every ball has gone over. They're always, they're always a little, a little bit no, no, never hundred percent confident. Yeah, I was surprised really that they, he didn't bring in another defender um, at the start of the season. Someone that you know, someone like like you said, like a Van Dyke or anyone like that. But I, I think I think it was episode four or five. I, I actually I criticised Aubameyang like I said for not scoring enough goals. Yeah. Um, and since I said that um, combined, <laughs> they have scored <laughs> a lot of goals. Uh, so yeah, I have to kind of eat it's my hat on that one. one. So, it's not
1: working. I think mean, it's all with Arsenal, obviously, but they were lucky because if you look at um, Liverpool's um, goal, that should have stood the offside goal, Mane's goal, and that should have stood. Okay? Yeah,
0: he was. It was this the where he was. They called him off. Was he, they called him offside? Didn't they? And he was.
1: It was it was offside, and but then then I was it into interfere of in play, and then once you got once you got the ball back, it was onside, yeah. so it went in. So there's a, yeah. a bit of sort of, um, and there was a few actually, sort of the whole sort of I think um, the few games the Premier League this weekend, there was a few um, refereeing errors. There was quite a few, so obviously sort of, but it's yeah, I think a draw is probably about right for the game. I think
0: sort I, of, yeah, know. I I think what I took from it was that. I think Arsenal will probably be the happier of the two teams with the points.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think yeah, Liverpool probably
0: the, Liverpool will probably the drop, see that as drop points, top. especially yeah. for being one alert. I have to say that that goal was a bit of a goalkeeping error from from Leno. He kind of like punched it out, didn't he? And he just punched it right to uh, the player. I, but I saw that,
1: and you saw the replay. That goal was is literally he didn't have many. Obviously, had many more options apart from yeah.
0: punching. Maybe, but yeah.
1: Obviously, it's, it's sort of like if you if you sort of put the ball over ten more times, is it? But I think it sometimes it's sort of like it's the ball comes over so quickly, he's got to make decision, pushed it away, and it's sort of it's coming the path of Milner and it actually was a good finish in Milner, really it was a good yeah. sort of. Like so,
0: do you, as an Arsenal fan, who which goalkeeper do you prefer? Do you prefer Czech or or, or Leno? Which
1: I think. Um, difficult because obviously different career ends and yeah if I was Arsenal I right, would stick with Leno I would stick him, because I think Czech is, is good for a backup but I think he's made too many mistakes last season and obviously sort of, if he wants to build the future Leno would be the person I would say what the future
0: one is yeah. definitely right so the, the Wolves top of game uh Rich is going to be listening to this, so I have to be very careful what I say. Obviously, him being a Tottenham fan. Um, but saying that, I he he will be happy that they kept up their winning run against the sides that have been newly promoted. 38 games in a row, they've beaten newly promoted sides.
1: That's, is it, that's an impressive stat, and obviously I'd like to see what other... Teams, I've uh, got the same sort of stats. It's ridiculous! It's it, I
0: mean, it, an just, awful like, stat. It's an awful stat to have against your club. I just, uh, he he loves that stat, and every time that he they beat another newly promoted side, he always messages me to let me know they've 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 <laughs> they extended their run. But <clears throat> the actual game itself, it was quite it was quite a strange game because. Although it although it looked like Tottenham were actually dominating the game, Wolves were always kind of in the game, and then obviously literally gifted two penalties. Like I, I don't know what the the uh, is his name Foyt? I can't remember is it Foyle or Foyt? Yeah.
1: Two yeah. penalties. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> is his, like Premier League debut. So is one, one to forget from him. But I think Wolves actually could have got a point from this game I I just you know you know they were it's just it was just a really strange game after the two penalties were scored they had a few good chances as well yeah
1: Costa had um, he had a one on one I think it should have been I think a draw was about right because I think sort of probably top and probably dominate the first half but the second half was all Wolves all Wolves really
0: and Wolves had a disallowed they had a disallowed goal as well which I thought was should have stood so I just you know although although on paper it looked like that Tottenham dominated I, I wouldn't say that that was the case I would say that wolves were pretty much very much in it and even when when they scored the second penalty I think you know I think Tottenham fans might have been a little bit worried about that because I think that they the way wolves were playing I think if they were given five ten more minutes I think they would have easily scored a third goal. Oh
1: yeah, I think so. I think the they, were on, they were on the sort of back foot on them completely you know, and yeah. the sort of I've always liked, actually since Wolves have come up obviously watched it a few times now I do like their style of play walls and I think they're going to be, obviously no, no quibbles about going down at all Wolves they'll be, they'll be No, yeah,
0: They'll, they'll be safe they've, they've spent big money but they've spent the money on good players that they know that are, are fitting right for the Premier League I think we'll go on to Fulham later, but I think that's where Fulham have gone wrong. I think they've bought players that they think have, you know, players that have played in the Premier League before, but they're just not, they're just no good. we'll, We'll go on to that in a minute. But for Wolves, that's the third defeat in a row for Wolves. But like you said, I don't think there's any real concerns of them. You know, go much further down the league table, to be honest. No, but, I, th- I think they
1: were a bit unlucky. Though. I think that, yeah, a draw would have been a fair result. I think.
0: I'm sure Rich would say, that, in his honest opinion, would say the same thing if he was here. He'd be saying that it was a, should have been a draw. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> I'm sure he would have said that, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not going to be happy about that, i tell you now Okay, so, uh, right, well, well, we'll move on to the Manchester City Southampton game, but. I, I just, Man City just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable at the moment, aren't they? Twenty a plus twenty nine goal difference already. That's 11 just
1: 11 games, insane. City and you it was an easy victory. I mean, literally it was all like. Southampton Cape had a a little flurry, obviously, when they got the penalty. And obviously, they had a few more chances early in the second half. But apart from that, it was literally Man City. I don't think they got out of first gear, really. Even second, first gear at all. I think Man City just breezed past that. They've
0: just got, like, when I watch them play, I actually get, like, really jealous of the way that they play. (laughs) I sit there and think... Why can't Chelsea play like that? Like, why, why can't Chelsea have these some of these players? That you know, I think.
1: No, it is good. And it is sort of. They are. They've even got players like obviously like Foden, obviously the young dad, Obviously, sort yeah. of starting to sort of bring in, and it's sort of. I think they have got a team that is, yeah, it's another, it's another level compared to the rest of the league, really. I mean, sort I think.
0: Like, I know, three teams at the top are beaten, but I, th- I. I I think Manchester City have got more depth in their squad than the other two, Liverpool and Chelsea. And I think that's what will win them the title this season. I I, I reckon that they can go unbeaten this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, so far, 11 games got priced 29. You would have think that. And, I mean, sort of they... Not afraid. Obviously, they've always been the last few seasons. Now they they score for fun. Yeah, they're beating it's... teams 3, 4, 5, 0, six Obviously, this game's obviously sort of six one. So it's but as a stat, obviously, what I, I looked up on um, and shots per game. Um, obviously, Man City are up top, um, basically twenty one per yeah. yeah. game average. But the fourth is Southampton, nearly fifteen shots per game average. And obviously then you look at, look at the, opposite the table and how many they score. They've
0: only scored seven, but they're Last fifteen per game. Someone would surely need to look at that and think, "Well, why? How are we missing so many chances? It's, it's unbelievable." I think Rich and I have both discussed the, the need for them to get another striker. I think in January, but I think for Mark Hughes now, I think it's it's time is is sort of ticking. Yes. for him so, now I I think he's probably got no more than three games to, to at least get a couple wins I, you know I think I think you'd probably be let off more for you know the game that's Man City because I don't think you're expected to beat Man City but no, I think they've got two really like they got team play, they're playing teams around them I think in the next two games I think one of them Watford. Watford like, I think one of them might be Cardiff I think so you know I just I have so actually I tip them to go down so yeah I think yeah, I'm right yeah, right so far the
1: way, but that stat they seem to be creating enough but it's sort of we're not scoring obviously sort of it's not gonna do you no favors you can sort of have a shot ratio but they've got
0: of, they've got 30. three they've got three strikers and when you when you say them that loud you just don't you don't think prolific goal scorer. you have got Shane Long He's quick. That's great. But yeah. other than that, that's all he's got. You've got... Um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Bloody hell. Uh, Danny Ings. Yeah. Li- literally had two bad injuries at, at Liverpool. Hasn't... Re- you know, scored a few goals for Burnley, but hasn't really proven himself, I would say, in the Premier League. No, definitely you know. not yet. So, I, I just... Uh, I, they desperately need a striker, um, but whether it'll be Hughes choosing that striker, I don't know. I'd, I think, yeah, I think it's his title is coming they up need
1: to score games, and if you can look at their sort of, they're only see a 20, obviously which only, but obviously sort of, it's a bit better than the rest of the teams below them. But I mean, yeah. sort of, it's going to be yeah, they have to be careful because they can create many as they want, but they're not going to start scoring them'
0: keep they conceded, they conceded a, nearly a third of those of <laughs> the weekends. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> before, before Sunday, it, it wasn't too bad. But you know, I, you know, was, We'll see what happens there. But again, Man City, I think, you know, I think as the weeks go by, they probably will just creep more and more ahead. But yeah, I can see
1: as well, the Manchester Derby Come out next. Yeah. All, so, it's all, it's, but
0: can you can you honestly say that you can see Man United getting anything out of that game?
1: <laughs> well you don't know. I think sometimes it's all actually look the, um, the form that United are bringing into the game. It's not bad. Three wins out of four. It's not a bad. Yeah. It's all a bit mm. of a back. But no, you know, on on sort of looking at it, you think Man City should win that, but. I think
0: it'd be closer than you think. Oh, it's quite a bit of a draw that. That's why I'm going I had City fans recording for five or six goals again, but no, not <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So uh, the Chelsea Palace game. Not a great first half for Chelsea, if I'm honest. So you know they were one 0 up at half time, but it was quite shaky in defence for most of the first half. Yeah, so hard. So hard causing problems left, right and centre. But I thought one thing that Chelsea did do well is every time Zaha got the ball, there were two, at least two people on him, if not three people on him, just trying to stop him from getting anywhere near the goal. Um, It's a funny one with Zaha because I think he's got the ability to be playing in one of the top six sides, but you look at those top six sides and they're all quite crowded in that position already. So I'm not sure what will happen with him, but I thought thought, second half was completely different for Chelsea. I thought once Hazard came on, he changed the game. Uh, Kovacic came on as well. And we just looked a bit more, you know, felt a bit more free flow in the football. Looked 10 times better than what it was first half, felt quite sluggish first half, second half. And yeah. Good to see Murata getting a couple of goals as well. I know. He, but, he cut, yeah, but I see that. But I to
1: that's his sort of four and four now for a minute. Yeah, six
0: much. goals this season, which is almost as many as he got last season, which is quite depressing, really, when you think about it. But uh, I'm still not a hundred percent convinced by him. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I think. We're bit, like where we. Uh, I know I don't want to compare him to Diego Costa, but where we had Costa, he was so good at holding the ball up. Right? Whereas Murat always, he, he always seems like he's looking to take people on. I think, and and when he tends to take people on, he he tends to lose the ball. Um, but cool, yeah. he had he actually had a good game on. Um, Sunday, and I thought it's the second goal. The finish for the second goal was actually quite good as well. It was like, quite a tight angle. He was unmarked, but you know he managed to get the ball down and, and, and put it into the corner of the net. But but it, it worries me that we were we were sluggish until Hazard came on, and it when, took him. When, k- when, when did well, he start? still so he got a back injury like a couple of weeks ago, okay. and I think that they're just trying to ease him back in, um, like gently. Um, he didn't play the the League Cup game midweek against Derby, um, and this was the first time he's played for a couple of weeks. But it's a good chance on Thursday in the Europa League, I think, to get him some more game time. They will probably start, I would have thought, on Thursday. But I think it's just it's worrying. I think if he if he you know I, I'm 95% certain that he'll probably leave in the summer. But that's it's just going to be a massive gap in the squad I, and I don't know he's anyone a
1: key out he's once he comes on the team seems to be completely different but he's the sort of player that can change a game click of the fingers and it's all sort of, it is but yeah it's, but I think Chelsea I think mean, if you look at the so far season you're unbeaten at an 11
0: yeah definitely yeah so definitely.
1: it's the good start you still put the pressure on Man City obviously so it's a I would say sort of, it's a great start for you this season. Obviously.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think, so- I think you know when when Sarri was appointed, I don't think everyone was that convinced of the style of football that he plays. But you know, I, I think that he, he's done so well, and I, I think he's actually broken a record now. I think he's the first Premier League manager to not lose in his first eleven games. I think. I think that was the thing. I think I saw it on Sky Sports News. So, you know, I think. Obviously, compared to last season, this season has been so much better. Um, yeah, but you
2: can, you can see
1: that. You can see the style of the play. Obviously, Chelsea's sort of this. He's got them going quite early. You can see also so with like um, at Arsenal. Both yeah.
0: managers
1: seem to sort of have got them got into the squad and have got their way. Their, their way their way thinking straight away, and it seems to be working for both managers. Definitely.
0: One one thing that, that we do different this season than what we. The last season was that when when we go one nil up, we don't we don't sit back anymore. We used to just invite pressure, but now he, he's kind of yeah. taken that away, and he he's almost in the mindset of, of one nil is never enough. You you need that second goal, so you need to push for that second goal. Then maybe you can sit back. But last season it was all about scoring the goal, go one nil up, and then defending for the next 70 minutes and just hoping that the other team don't score. But
1: yeah. yeah it's good so far I mean yeah I think sort of With uh, Man City With Chelsea and Liverpool both, All three teams unbeaten In 11 games so, so I don't think That's how many
0: seasons We've got three teams Unbeaten So oh, no, Definitely not But we'll, uh, we'll see how long it lasts I mean, I'll get a little bit more nervous At the start of every game Now <laughs> Thinking Is this yeah. the one That we're going to lose But you know, So far so good so, so yeah, so uh, uh, last night's game was Huddersfield Fulham. Probably on paper, not the most exciting game that you're going to watch. Um, yeah. But I think it was one of those that both teams desperately needed the win. I think for Fulham, it will be a shame that the goal was an own goal that they've lost to. But you could see that both both teams were sh- you could. You could almost tell both teams have been struggling to get goals, just because you know, there was only three shots on target the whole game between two teams. I, I think that kind of sums up the game. Oh really.
1: yeah, and also that was um, I think Huddersfield's first home goal since was it the eighth lap this April, April the 14th, something like I read.
0: And they didn't even it the score it. <laughs> they didn't
1: even, they didn't even <laughs> score it. So it As a fall there. but yeah, was a bit of a worrying stat. And, we look at both squads. Huddersfield obviously did well last season and stayed up, but this yeah. season I just don't think that I don't think they've got enough of them to stay up. I don't I just don't think they got they're not scoring.
0: Yeah. Right? So,
1: so it's it's a bit sort of like I think they scored five goals this season in eleven games and it's you can't in this sort of level. At the moment obviously there's quite a few teams obviously that are struggling, but I mean I can see sort of potentially like Newcastle, um Improving, but
0: I can't see Huddersfield improving. That's no, I think you're right. I think you hit, hit it right on the head there. You just don't. Huddersfield just don't look like that team they were last season. You know they they fought they fought through a lot of games last season, but this season they just don't seem to have that fight in them. But needless no, to say, no. you know they've picked up three points there, and, and at the end of the day. It'll be one of those games that they might look back on. I think, well, glad we won that one because otherwise we might be going now. But yeah. for, for for Fulham, I think they are they are in big trouble. I think yeah. now. I think. Uh, yeah,
1: I think the, the way I see it with Fulham is um, they spent 100 million, but you're going back to um, go back to Bournemouth, and when Eddie Howe obviously came up, and then. He hasn't spent much, and he kept the similar squad he had in the championship. But with Fulham, the owner obviously he's come in and he sort of he's wiped away most of the championship team, and he's brought in all these players, expecting them to gel and expect them to work, and it's completely backfired on him. And he's, he hasn't worked, and he's clearly struggling. And obviously, I thought he might have gone after that game losing against Huddersfield, but obviously he's yeah. obviously kept them so far.
0: They are going to stick with them it looks like but again they didn't stick with the same back four. <laughs> That's it's the 11th games, which, yeah. 11th time well they've only played 11 games but 11 the 11th time they've not kept with the same defence so I think that says it all really. I just think there's no consistency within the team. They don't look like that they can win a game at the moment. The players just don't look motivated at all. Um, no,
1: no, look really. it's a shame because they have got a a, a, quite a few good players they've
0: got and, yeah they've got good players but like you said they just don't want to play together just...
1: no there's too many so we've got Mitrovic obviously sort of uh, good he's, obviously he started well started the season now he's, yeah. quite, he's gone quite a dump but if you look at obviously sort of the way Fulham play he's not getting for a certain like a service the amount of times the ball's not getting to him it's just something's not working for them and obviously mm. again it's a case of if obviously the, the amount of money they spent, they shouldn't be there, and obviously it does put a per- pressure on the manager because a lot of other teams like Huddersfield, Cardiff, Newcastle, Southampton, Burnley, etc. All teams mm. similar points haven't spent near enough of that money, and obviously so it's a yeah you know, difficult, and obviously full and, full and carrying where they're doing, it's yeah I can see them going straight back down, or they didn't sleep. Yeah, so, I, I did.
0: I didn't predict them to go down because of the money that they spent I thought that they might stay up but I think I might be wrong <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah. we will see, we'll see yeah. But so that was the um, review of this weekend's Premier League games um, so we are going to go move over to the EFL games now a uh, bit of a change up this week Rich Lloyd does uh, Championship League 1 so I'm going to be doing those and then Adam is going to be talking about League Two, so we will start off with the Championship. Uh, so Leeds go back to the top of the Championship after they they win against Wigan on Sunday. Uh, Leeds came from behind in that game, which ended two one. Uh, Norwich in great form at the moment. I have to say they've crept from crept up from nowhere. Norwich. Um, They've moved into second after they beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-0 away from home, which is probably the result of the championship this weekend. 4-0, that's that's, that's a pretty impressive victory. Uh, Sheffield United down to third after their defeat to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Middlesbrough drew 0-0 with Stoke, uh, so they remain in fourth. Uh, Derby in fifth after they beat Birmingham 3-1 and Forest erupt to sixth after beating Sheffield United. Uh, so at the bottom of the championship, uh, Ipswich picked up a point against Ten and Preston. Uh, that one ended 1-0. Uh, Hull got a great win against West Brom. Uh, they won 1-0, uh, but still 23rd in the league. Uh, but they have closed the gap on Reading, who, uh, who actually also won as well this weekend. They beat Bristol City 3-2 you will be slightly happier about Sealy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so uh Hall and Renan both in the bottom three both picked up three points this weekend, so they've actually closed the gap in the teams above them. So the championship's so literally there's only five points that separate about nine places.
1: Tightly, I think yeah. from like
0: 23rd to about 15th literally five points and then it's the same at the top literally about five points from first to about eighth so there's quite there's a bit of a divide mm-hmm. happening in that league at the moment and you know it's the championship's always been one of those leagues where it, you never really can tell who's gonna go up because there's so many teams So many ex Premier League teams in that league now. It's just such a hard league to get out of. They
1: they say it's the hardest league to get out of, they always say. It's the hardest league to get out of because there's so much competition there and you you couldn't bet who's going to win each season. You
0: couldn't. So we'll uh, move over to League One now. Uh, So, top of the table, Portsmouth beat Bradford by a goal to nil. And in second, uh, so Sutherland have moved up to second place now after they beat Plymouth away, 2-0. And Peterborough dropped to third after they lost away to Wickham 1-0. Uh, so Barnsley remain in fourth after they their 1-0 win against Southend. And three minutes from time, a winner from Kiefer Moore, Adam. Hey, <laughs> I remember Kiefer Moore, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a familiar name for you there. I think we both remember him, actually, but... The knows at Barnsley, but yeah, he scored the winner in that game, and then uh, fifth, uh, at Quinton and sixth, uh, place also drew, so they remain in the playoffs, and now to the bottom end of the table, uh, Bradford remain bottom after their loss to the top side, uh, Portsmouth, AFC Wilmington in twenty third, they lost two one Shrewsbury, Plymouth lost to Sutherland in twenty second. Oxford are just inside the bottom four. This is crazy, this game. You'd be fuming if you're an Oxford fan. So they uh, they were away to Scunthorpe. Oxford have three him up in that game, and it ended 3-0. Oh, oh, fuming. Oh. Scunthorpe scored three goals in six minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's... he would not be happy uh, with that yeah, one. So... Oxford uh, remain in, in the bottom four there. Uh, but they would have been outside the bottom four had they actually won that game. So, yeah. So, uh, over to League Two, Adam.
1: Right. Um, we've got uh, first is uh, it's Lincoln still. Uh, another win against um, Forest Green. So, they still pop up the table. Obviously, doing exceptionally well so far, Lincoln. Obviously, sort of been quite impressed, obviously, what they've done. Um, second is... Um, MK Dons, um, who also uh, won uh, won 4-0 against Crawley, so obviously a cracking result for them. In third um, is Colchester, who uh, who also won 1-0 against um, Swindon. In fourth is Tranmere, who also won again 2-0 against Exeter, who are down to 10 men. So X has slipped down to fifth now. That's our second loss in a row now. So
0: maybe, Yeah. Maybe slip slipping down, aren't they? Because they were second for quite a while. And, uh, yeah. The yeah. last
1: five games have only won one, lost two, and drawn three. So it's, it's easy yeah. all of a sudden you're up there then you start losing yeah. four and you start slipping down. So obviously
0: Definitely,
1: they need to obviously sort of start winning the game. Um, Newport, who are six, um, lost three-two uh, against Carlisle. Again, Newport obviously sort of a bit of a dip in form again. Obviously, they started uh, well and obviously they've level one and four now. So it's sort of another team that uh, oh, yeah. also, a, a stat that I remember, I think I heard you say before, they've got a minus goal
0: difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, it was uh, purely thanks to Yeovil, really, I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: <obviously>, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. so it was. And it's still got it. That's the thing. That's sort of, the, they're up there in six, but with a minus goal difference. It's so crazy, it's, uh, isn't it? It is crazy. It's crazy. And the last um, playoff spot is currently Stevenage who won 3-2 against Oldham? Um, Forest Green, who, who were eighth, dropped down. Obviously, lost 2-1 against Lincoln. But obviously, Forest Green, another team that's sort of a um, um, small budget team, and obviously they're doing well. And obviously, but they've obviously lose against Lincoln. It's not a bad thing. Lincoln obviously could be the other one this season. So it's yeah. Uh, um, you go down to the uh, Yeovil. Obviously, we mentioned um, they lost 2-1 um, against Morecambe. Um, if But if you wanted to so quickly look at the stats for that game, uh, Morecambe had three sh- three shots, three on target, non off target. Yeovil had 17 shots, seven on target, eight off target, and lost 2-1. And that says it already. I think yeah, that. I think that's sort of just um, not no. the greatest, but.
0: Yeah, that's like when you play. If you play a game of FIFA, you lose like one nil. You look at the stats. you think, How have I lost that game?
1: You'd be smashing that controller. That's all. Yeah. At. Um, down the bottom of the table in the uh, League Two, Macclesfield, who have been there since the start of the season, really, obviously, um, really struggling. They are. Um, they lost four one against Bury are very sort of fearful. They're starting to lose a bit of ground. They won, a, they won um, about four games back, I think, and obviously four, them made a bit of luck back for them, but they lost three in a row now, So it's a uh, and they've got right, a six-point gap down, now to, to be safety. Um, in 23rd, we've got Chapman, who drew 2-0 against Mansfield, which is not a bad result from them. Um, 22nd, um, we've got Notts County, who drew 2-0 against Portsmouth. Notts County had a bit of, they had a terrible start. They came back and now they've gone back to losing ways now. That is um, four, three with three losses in a, um, in, a, in a row and just drawn that one. So, yeah, so it's a bit of a, bit of a shock that one, Notts County. You know, they're a big team to be down there. And the 21st Grimsby who lost 1-0 against Cambridge. And that is League Two. <laughs>
0: So uh, that is it for part one. Uh, In part two, we are going to be discussing this week's topic, which is the highs and lows of Yeovil Town since joining the Football League. Uh, We'll also go through um, some bad news and predictions this weekend. Uh, (laughs) uh, And we'll also say what is coming out on next week's podcast. Um, so see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to View from the Sideline podcast. This is part two and uh, we are going to be discussing uh, our topic this week, which is the highs and lows of Town in the football league. This is some of their highlights and lowlights.
2: Davis! And Yeovil have hope! The tie is now back in the balance as the deficit is halved. Malala to have a go, and it's off the post, and it's gone back in off right. They're back in it again with under 10 minutes left. And here's Lindergaard. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it it is level on aggregate three minutes to go and Yeovil have pulled it out of the fire Morgan that's fallen short Morris is in here Lee Morris for Yeovil it's Aaron Davis he could win it he probably has won it for Yeovil it is Robbie Williams oh yes Robbie Williams let me entertain you Black Potter look at the freedom here for Parker tries to bend one and he's done it too it's a superlative goal from Keegan Parker and Blackpool are 2-0 up that is it switch on the illuminations early this year, Blackpool are promoted that's a lovely ball for Dawson, what a chance and what a start for Yeovil less than 5 minutes gone and they Wiped out the first leg deficit. The ball played into Webster. Is that the goal that sends Yeovil to Wembley? And an explosion of noise is about to happen here. Who says Sleepy Somerset didn't love his football? Yeovil Town are on their way to Wembley. Gary Johnson, the Yeovil legend, has masterminded another great triumph. what a start Madden after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead and the team that scores first in this final usually goes on to win so he struggling to get through that crowd of players and did that cross the line the linesman I think has indicated a goal yes Yeovil have increased their lead he hasn't even glanced at his watch he has now and he has blown the whistle to set off Yeovil celebrations. Just 10 years ago, they were playing in the conference. Next season, Yeovil Town will be playing in the championship.
0: Okay, so that was some of the highlights and lowlights. Um, but I am gonna hand it over to Adam now, who's gonna kick us off with this topic. Adam has is probably out of everyone that I know. Is probably the most dedicated Yeovil fan I think I know. Uh, so, Adam, the floor is yeah. yours.
1: I don't know where to sort of start. <laughs> I think sort of, like, I've done a few stats with with Yeovil. I mean the highs and lows. If you want to sort of quickly look our life in the football league so far. Um, if we go through quickly the positions we finished in, um, the first season in League 2, we finished 8th, just off the playoffs, literally just off the playoffs. Um, so it wasn't that bad. And the next season, we won League 2, which I think was sort of like sort of under Garrett Johnson. And then sort of into League 1, first season was 15th. Um, then we had the season when we finished 5th, and that's when we sort of got to the, um, obviously play Nottingham oh. Forest.
0: So yeah, just um, just going into that sort of season, um, that was the season where they literally came from, from nowhere, wasn't it, Yo? Know, well, they they it wasn't it like they had their worst run of games and their best ever running games in one season. I think they had the, their like club record defeats in a row and then they won eight games in a row towards the end of the season, wasn't it? I and mean, that's what put that's them into cool. the playoffs.
1: Exactly, yeah. and it was sort of one of those sort of seasons, sort of like it was a bit unexpected. Um, but it was sort of a, when you get into sort of the playoffs, and obviously they got sort of uh, Nottingham Forest in there, and obviously we sort of drew Nottingham Forest in the sort of semi-final. We lost the first leg, uh, obviously two 0 and then you go away to Nottingham Forest, absolutely expected nothing whatsoever, and to win 5-2 five, um, on the night. It was something that obviously, I think Nottingham not Forest have never lost. I would never see them anymore with five goals before at their ground, and obviously, it was a special night like that. I mean, so sort of, I can watch it game and again most obviously, so sort of, every like sort of weeks and weeks, obviously, watching it because it was a, a game that is everyone's probably got a favourite game of their football team, and I think that's probably one of mine because think it of work. And listening to it on the radio, it was, it was yeah, it's quite a. Um,
0: it was, it, it was yeah it was um I, don't, I I think it was one of those where I don't think not a lot was expected of Yeovil uh, that season and it, it like I said it took everyone by surprise and with then obviously like you said played Nottingham Forest you know it wasn't really expecting a lot out of that game really either but obviously to get to the playoff final um, to go to Wembley you know it was you know a great experience
1: I think that was if I remember rightly that's one of the first games at Wembley as well because I think Wembley was quite new then. that was 2006 2007 so I think yeah was quite I
0: remember I remember like going up um yeah not really knowing what to expect because it, it it was my first time ever at Wembley um, that game Um and it was, you know, it was the first time I, I'd gone there and we went up on the coaches, and, you know, the 100 the old coaches that left the ground. It was, uh, exactly. it was chaos, wasn't it? And then, you know, I think the game itself was hugely disappointing. I think you get that far and then for the... You know, it, it wasn't a great performance. You know, Stuart no. missed a couple good chances, but I don't think they were ever really in the game. And, you know, no, Bratpill really. at the time had a very, very good squad for that league. And, you know, they got catapulted into the Premier League only a few seasons later. So, yeah, yeah it was a, it I was a tough it was game.
1: game. Oh, always oh, say that game there, it was literally not a Forest game, it was our final the black ball game was, which we just didn't turn out, it was, it was disappointing, it didn't turn out, but I think again, it was to get into the playoffs, in the first place, was uh, overachieving, in the first place, so I think it was sort of, it was good, I mean sort of, the final disappointing, but I think the, the Nottingham Forest game away, were probably living a lot of Yeovil fans' memories. Definitely. For a long time. I mean, if, you look, if you quickly looked at the, the table that year, of obviously when Yeovil were in that one, you got people like, Bournemouth, Brighton, and obviously, fish near the bottom. There's Swansea in there, so it's, a, it's a quite. A, this shows you, so there's a few sort of. How times have time changed, I think, it's sort of, with, um, sort of with certain teams. So obviously, sort of, it's quite funny how some of years. It's crazy, on, isn't it? Um, when you think,
0: when you think yeah. those teams are in the, have been or are in the Premier League now, just just shows you what what might have been, I mean, it's just one of those that you, know, you never, you never know what can happen, but. No. I think it was... if we
1: carry on now um, with um, it, uh, after that playoff final lost against Blackpool, the next five seasons we finish 18th, 17th, 15th, 14th, 17th. And obviously, <laughs> I think it was a it was a bit of a sort of sudden from being in the fi- being a playoff final to five seasons of that. I think it's been, it's been quite hard seasons. Then that led up to. Uh, 2012 2013 season in League One uh, where we finally got to Wembley and played um, Brentford. The job. So I um, went up with you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, because uh, we uh, where,
0: yeah. we went and watched that. We went up together, didn't we, on the coaches? And but yeah. obviously Gary Johnson was a huge part of that season, wasn't he? And I don't think yes, there's. I, Many managers that Yeovil have had that I think that the I think he'll always be like in the fans' heart that the Gary Johnson went. You know, I don't think you know anyone could really criticize the guy to be honest with you. You know, yeah, he, he got probably a, a mediocre side in, into another playoff. So, um, but and just to, just yeah. going like before, obviously, the final it was the. Yeah. The Sheffield United games so It was very, very much like the Nottingham Forest games. Really, it was like were, were we expecting to beat Sheffield United? I don't think on paper that you know they had a, a, a far better squad than what we did. But you know, I, I think one of my favourite ever atmospheres at a football match was the the game where they came down here the second leg. Oh you
1: know, that's, yeah, that was that was. Yeah, okay. so, you went, didn't
0: we? Yeah, we were we were, we were at the front, yeah. yeah, we were at the front, like stand, like I think stand, we were standing, weren't we, in terrace? Yeah. And it was, you know, the, you know, when when we got the Dawson got the early goal. Yeah. And then, obviously I, the the I was of
1: that, so yeah I mean, that was it killed their 1-0 lead from the last game. That was it, it was literally gone. It was, it was all in five like, minutes as well, and, the and
0: then. Then it was very much Sheffield United pressing, and I think they had a few good chances. with you could save, I goes, yeah. and then obviously their the ups and header. I, I think I will remember that goal for the rest of my life. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, I think so as well. I think I,
1: sort of, he, he, as soon as he sort of, I think it was um Paddy Madden, obviously I think crossed, crossed it, it wasn't was it, it? Yeah. yeah. Or sort of, as soon as he jumped, I, I think everyone was heading the ball in. I mean, literally everyone was that board back in there and it, it, I think
0: the part has never been so loud yeah, that the ball, noise the that came was, was just yeah. unbelievable wasn't it and like literally everyone was piling forward it was it was such a great atmosphere that day and you know we were I think everyone was you know so happy that they'd actually won and then The pitch invasion at the the end. (laughs) The the stewards trying to stop people from getting on the pitch. I don't think they they did not stand a chance that day for stopping anyone from getting on that pitch. But going back to Gary Johnson, you know, it it was his second spell at the club. It was, yeah. Um,
1: his first spell. If you look at his go back to his first spell, is he's been the most successful manager in recent times at Yeovil. His his first spell, he won the conference. He, he won League Two. He won the FA Trophy for the first time back in 2002. And then he won, the, obviously got into um, one the League Two playoffs. Obviously, what we're talking about now is, apart from that, any other manager, we had Slade, um, who got us into the final against uh, Blackpool. But um, apart from that, no one else has really sort of... done No. Apart from Gary
0: Johnson. I just think he always had that connection with the fans. Uh, yes. that I, yeah. I don't, I, you know... Darren Way at the moment, I feel, has got that slight connection. Um, but I think the team that Gary Johnson had at the time is better than the team that we have now. Um, oh, yeah,
1: actually, yeah with, with, um, especially that season um, when you had Paddy Madden, who was a great find. He was the top, well scorer,
0: well. top scorer, top scorer winning in the league? that Yeah.
1: He was yeah. he was top scorer it, um had he like, had yeah, 22 goals I think that season and obviously it was that for, To come from Carlisle who he, he did nothing before and then to score those um, score 22 goals for us in not a full season either it wasn't a full season because obviously he came from Carlisle I think it was November I think if I remember right something like that so it's a it was a, uh, a brilliant sort of occasion for you to sort of find someone like that and him to sort of straight away sink into the squad and score the goals it's a,
0: and then obviously oh, yeah. after the, the after the Sheffield United game, it was the the game against Brentford at Wembley. So it was another trip up to Wembley. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, probably felt a little bit more optimistic this time, I must say. Yeah. Um, and then obviously get Paddy Madden getting the early goal. Uh, I think yeah. helped. <laughs> Helped everyone's nerves a bit, but again, the noise from the crowd, which was unbelievable—like thirty odd thousand Yeovil fans—it was just, it was just, it was such a surreal experience. Um, and then it
1: was,
0: uh, the corner, the corner comes in. Obviously, we were at the other, we were at the other end, weren't we? So this goal, we uh, couldn't actually tell if it had actually gone in or not. And uh, and everyone was quite kind of like, is it in? Is it in? And obviously, Dan Burns' header. Yeah. Uh, and then it was a case of sitting back. You know Brentford getting the goal second half, but
1: it was oh, they, squeaky bum times a bit um, second half because um, it was all Brentford in the second half. So literally, they were just. They were them, uh, quite, they loads, I wouldn't say they had loads of chances, but we had enough to scare a lot. A lot of us were getting a bit edgy, but um, yeah, we so, didn't.
0: We didn't really get to see a lot of football second half, and yeah. we were we were sat out. We? <laughs> it, no, was it was it, literally all, all at the other end. All at the end, yeah.
1: But um, when that final whistle went, I think it was. Uh, it's probably obviously the biggest, biggest achievement ever,
0: obviously of Yeovil to get Such a, to a magical moment, wouldn't it, for everyone involved in the club? You know, Ye- Yeovil is not the biggest town around. It's not even the biggest no, town no. in Somerset. So, you know, for them no, to, no. you know, get into the championship, uh, which we'll probably talk about in a sec, I think was it was a huge achievement for them and. I think, like Matthew, you said yeah, when the yeah. when the final whistle went it was just like you yeah, know, something that you have like never experienced before really was it it was just you know such a great achievement for the club but um so we'll we'll move on to the championship now yes. um, now it, <laughs> it actually it got off to a very good start because at, the overwatch actually won their first game away to Millwall 1-0 yeah. um but uh, from then on, it was it uh, was quite a few defeats and the, the odd win here and there, wasn't it? It wasn't a very successful season, shall we say? But I, I do think a lot of that comes down to money. I don't think that the club invested enough in players, and unfortunately, the players do, that they didn't, uh, the players that they invested in were just players that played in the same league they were in like League One so it's, it wasn't a huge success. And it was difficult,
1: be... and about the stat that um, that annoyed, annoyed me a bit after the Championship season finished and obviously what we all know happened about it was um, it was. Uh, the um, the money obviously obviously you get the sort of finances obviously where yeah, yeah. in profit and yo I think we're a 1.5 million pound in profit after that season I mean uh, surely if potentially if you invested I don't know a million of that and kept half of it on profit who knows would we have stayed up we might have stayed up but obviously it's uh, to be sort of earning uh, having that much profit obviously £1.5 million in other teams ways it's not much money but for Yeovil, it's it was massive so I think it's all it was a te- it was sort of one of those being a fan very frustrating is it's because we just grow up there in a, in a championship where we've never been before and the size of the overall is you never probably never get there again in, in the near future and it's it's, just, it's a shame that we couldn't um uh, Investing a little bit more, yeah she stayed out because you never know what might have happened. And obviously, Bournemouth came, up, Bournemouth came up. Yeah, the they came up. And, us, they,
0: uh...
1: and they finished um, tenth that season, and obviously, sort of, but then also their an investment. And then and after that, we all know what happens now. i have got into the Premier League, but always back on mind. Always think, myself what if? But halfway,
0: so halfway through the season, the the manager and last year's top scorer supposedly have a bit of a falling out and so Paddy Madden isn't picked for games whilst he's still at the club do you think if he was to he would have played do you think that would have
1: well he had a chance I think he had an opportunity to sort of to to that of goals he scored for us the season beforehand I don't know what happened but that was that wasn't the only falling out that season, though. Obviously, if you look at obviously we lost Paddy Madden and then we uh, we had Ishmael Miller come in that season and he left um, about five six games ago and he fell out of Gary Johnson. So not obviously sort of um, I think the moral of the story that is don't fall out of Gareth Johnson. We've
0: done that <laughs> you'll you'll never play for the club again. <laughs> Although Miller, to be honest with you, Miller, he didn't really do a lot. did he, he scored a few goals, yeah. but not.
1: Hey, no, he it, wasn't what we needed. Obviously, he was a bit sort of. But I think the Paddy Madden thing well, I think that, um, annoyed quite a lot of Yeovil fans because to get to basically sort of get Yeovil into that playoff from last season for the 22 goals and get up into the championship, he deserved a full season of playing. And I think yeah. what Gary Johnson said, which I think I remember I rightly, you see he wasn't. I think he wasn't fully fit or, or some of like that. He wasn't sort of like it some It sounded like a more of an excuse. And obviously then he went. And obviously it's uh, if he stayed, we might we might have stayed up. Oh, I don't know. It's always I think it's sportive. There were
0: but, yeah. You know, look, there was one game in particular that season where we actually beat Watford 3 <laughs> 0 uh, unbelievable, really. Beat Watford 3 0 away as well. Uh, that was probably the highlight of that season. Yes, yeah, that, that, um, yeah, that was
1: really I think yeah, obviously that, that was a brilliant result, and obviously, I think mean, it's sort of one of those games. Obviously, it just, it's just a shame we couldn't do that a few more games often because obviously we might have. Um, we could, it just shows that we could we could have done it. The team did it rather so than. Then we just yeah we didn't do enough and I think we only that season and we won eight
0: games out of forty six so obviously that yeah of that course you will go do down. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, after the championship, it was back to League One and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, so we finished twenty fourth, so we finished bottom again in the
1: following season in League One. So we got relegated back to League two um and it's sort of it's yeah since then it's been 19th 20th and last season 19th so it's, it's been a, if we can get going back on the football league it looks like it's been it's, we've had some highs and but we've had a lot of lows and there's been a lot of sort of low finishes and
0: yes yeah, especially like the last sort of well, since we were relegated from the championship, in it really, I think the last four or five seasons off, yeah. is it has gradually gone worse and worse for the club. But you know, this se- I think this season for the first time, for a while, I think that they've got a group of players that, as long as they can keep fit and play together, they could push for a playoff place. I so think I think they've definitely but, got the squad to do it.
1: Started off well. I mean, wins. Way to Newport, 6 nil. Way to um, Knox County, 4 nil, And we're, we're doing well. Then all of a sudden, we start to lose. We had a few bad injuries at all quite consistently, obviously, after game, after game, after game. And then we just dropped off. We're literally just sort of gone again. And uh, But we started to pick up a few results. Last Saturday, we were starting to get the injured players back again. So, obviously, as long as they carry on from what they started off with, who knows? I mean, it's, it's better. The season's better from the last probably four or five seasons. But, I think sometimes I find with um, Darren Way, he's got a plan A, he hasn't got a plan B. That's why I just... it's a shame, he, yeah. If, not going, if, it, if it's not going his way, he, he can't, he's not a sort of manager that can make the right decisions subs to come on. And it's sort of like, it's a bit, if, if it's going his right way, winning 1-0, 2-0, or something like that, he's fine, but... So a little
0: bit, just just to uh, just to sum it up, if you were to put it into a graph, you'd see like a pyramid shape <laughs> of Joachim's <laughs> time in the Football League. You know, oh, yeah. first five, six seasons, yeah. I'd say very successful. Last sort yeah. of five seasons, not so. Terrible. But I think things will look up. I just, yes. I've got a good feeling. I think I think they've got a good squad and, and hopefully it
1: hopefully lesson, as all, all, all you say is, if we get a bit of investment potentially you can go on to do better things, but I just there's potential in there, which I'll have, fingers crossed maybe this season we might go another trip back to Wembley potentially.
0: Hopefully. So uh that was the that was the topic this week. Uh moving on to oh god, uh, predictions this week. Um, just briefly on the weekend, just gone. Rich had a very, very good week this week. Uh, he put, I think, he, he ties on, on the, one of the highest scores this season, which is pretty good because he's had some pretty bad uh results recently, and then uh, the. So, last week's special guest was my wife, and uh, she beat me, so uh, I've not heard the last of that, uh, yeah, so, she, so that is, yeah, so from next week it will be my wife and Rich's wife doing the podcast, as me and Rich clearly do not know what we're talking about, but, so, uh, Next week's predictions are FA Cup games next week. Uh, and we've got Nathan doing those. He's, uh, he's my cousin. Uh, doesn't really know a huge amount about football, so it could be interesting. Obviously, the predictions are out on Twitter and Facebook, so you can go and have a look at them there uh, to see what everyone's gone for. Uh, Adam, do you want to briefly talk about your week on predictions that you did? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> like so Adam already, Adam, Adam actually the holds, holds the record for predictions at the moment of the worst score. He well, didn't actually score any, so yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> we might give you another go by the end of the season because yes, you, uh, uh, cause you, you're doing us a favour at the moment so you might get another chance. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to the teaser. Uh, so have you had any, ch- well, not really I had that much time to think about it, but so who was the only Englishman to play in the Champions League final in the year 2000 between Real Madrid and Valencia? Uh, now, you did say that you could think of two players. Yeah. Uh, but I can I, only take one hat, so I'm afraid.
1: I was, in my head, it would be McMahon. Oh.
0: Uh. Well done, uh, Adam has got the teaser correct this week, which is really frustrating because it took me yeah, ten weeks to get one right. So, oh, I thought it was quite different. That's really well. You've done really well to get that one right.
1: It's uh, I think I stuck in my out because the other person I had was who went to Real Madrid. And obviously, um, Owen went to Real Madrid as well, but that was that was later on. So yeah, I the yeah. The like man and go that way.
0: Yeah, I was just having a look at a few old Champions League finals and I saw that and I thought... <clears throat> I, yeah, I saw it, there was one Englishman in there, so I thought, well, oh, that might be a good teaser, but well done. Uh, congratulations on that. So you're one podcast hour and one, and one correct teaser, so that's 100% record, so uh, <laughs> you'll be happy with that. Uh So, just a bit about what's coming up next week on the podcast. Uh, So, next, Rich is back. Well, he's supposedly back next week, but, you know, (laughs) fingers crossed. Um, So, next week's topic um, is quite a lot of people have been talking about it at the moment, especially with a certain way really coming back into the England squad. Uh, We're going to talk about players... Coming out of retirement, and if it's the right thing to do. Uh, so, we'll be discussing that next week because there's been a few players in the past that have come out of retirement. And obviously, with the news that Wayne Rooney is going to be playing for England in the international break next week. Uh, so, although I will say he has scored quite a few goals for DC United, so we'll leave He's it done well. At that. He's done well. so So, that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, just uh, a thank you to Adam for filling in this week. So I'm, I'm
1: already drawing myself. Here. Thank you very much for sort
0: of asking. That's all right. And uh, so we'll be back next week as usual uh, with myself and Rich. So it's uh, goodbye from me. And
1: it's goodbye from me.